Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. <laughs> and I'm Jamie. Uh, what a day, what a day. Uh-huh. <laughs> the weather is crappy, the world is crappy, it kind of just all kind of goes together. It could be Snowmageddon 2018 this afternoon. Right. There were or it could be nothing. I'm, if it's not, uh, I don't know, I'll just be, I'm just going to be mad anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. They were predicting like 2 to 20 inches of snow, and so far we've gotten like 6 inches of rain in yes. about... The past hour, mm. but it has dropped the temperature. Like it is getting cold. Oh, great! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this morning on the um, on the forecast, you could see like Columbus and Indianapolis, which for people who have no idea is about two hours and twenty minutes away. And it was like sixty degrees in Columbus and twenty four degrees in Indianapolis. So, ah. yeah. <laughs> There's yes. a reason they say welcome to Ohio. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Uh, I don't mean to be like a downer, but they say that literally they everywhere. They say that everywhere. Yes, I know. People just don't know how to drive here. Everywhere. Yeah. If you don't know how to, if you can't, you can't get there from here. You got to start from somewhere else. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that one actually before. <laughs> oh well. Apparently, they say that in Maine and South Carolina. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're heading into a three-day weekend. Uh, all hoping to get some rest. Um, uh, and and catching up on the national news, so Trump yesterday, I guess, was in a uh, a bipartisan meeting of Senate leadership. Yeah, right? who would supposedly leadership. come up with a compromise on immigration? And he said that he doesn't want people from those shithole countries. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Why are all those people from those shithole countries? Why aren't people from Norway coming to the United States? Well, well actually, you know. totally not something we would discuss, but I did see an article about people who come to the United States from Russia to have their babies. I saw yes. that too. It's called birth tourism. Yeah, no, it's funny. When it's white people, it's birth tourism. And when it's brown people, it's anger babies. Like, huh, hmm. what's the difference? Hmm. Right. Well, and, you know, it, I think with it being specifically Russia, there are some legitimate questions about, you know, <laughs> what sort of deals, because... You know, you had Josh uh, Kushner going over to China, and his company was saying that if people make a half-million-dollar investment, then that will pave the way and grease the skids to get green cards to mm-hmm. come into the U.S. So, uh, you know, that there's some there's some legit questions well, about... And it, yeah, and if you, you read know. the whole article, a lot of them are actually... Because they come over, like, eight months pregnant or something, like, you know, because you're technically not really supposed to be on airplanes for long periods of time. Right. In your last couple of months of pregnancy. Compression socks. Uh-huh. And so um, so they come over and they spend a decent quantity of time in the U.S., like giving birth and in the postpartum period. So a lot of them are actually staying in Trump properties in Miami, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. So, yeah, adds a whole other layer to them. But they're from the north, uh, and Trump doesn't care. So yeah, that, they got that white was skin. that was the. If, I, um, if this was an expensive microphone, I would just smack it off the table right now. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Trump's okay with people from Norway, but doesn't want people from Africa and Haiti. I'm actually surprised that he said he's okay with people from Norway because those dirty rotten socialists. I know, but why would some, why in the heck? <laughs> But actually, you already blew it, so... I'm quoting the president. He said, shithole countries. <laughs> um, 
would somebody from Norway, where they have free health care, like free education through college, like the United States? year of paid family leave, like the right. happiest country in the world. Why would you come I, I to don't this? Know if they're the happiest. My blank hole country. Is that they've got a pretty decent suicide rate up there. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the land that's of probably Nokia. because of like the lack of sun for yes. several right. days at a time. Right. They'd come to Miami, Florida and have uh, their babies. Yes. And Trump, <laughs> Trump, and Trump would be no. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I just... <sighs> well, Don Lemon uh, started off his show on CNN last night, which I've always just sort of had a kind of mishmash, wishy-washy opinion on Don Lemon. Started off his show, the president is racist. That was like <laughs> how he clearly <laughs> stated it. It was those clear words. It was like, oh, Don Lemon, okay. Hello. Calling it. So that, Finally. Yeah. It's only taken what, like I don't know, over a year, a year? <laughs> since he like since he was like inaugurated. Not even like since the beginning of a year since he like uh, has taken office. I mean, his campaign was launched on racism. I mean, he only became somebody that everyone knew and wanted to be president because he, you know, claimed that Obama was a Muslim and was born in Kenya. I right. mean. It's the basis of, you know, if, if that, you know. Anyway, not news, but I'm glad it was said on the news. But he's a racist. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, breaking news, but. Uh, the head of Ohio Rights of Life, Mike Gonadakis, had a different uh, take on it. Oh, of course uh, he did, because he loves Trump. His tweet was that, well, it's one thing if the president uses colorful language, uh, but at least, uh, I believe it was Chrysler, has had a record, uh, you know, stock price uh, and profits. Um, so Ganadaka seems to think that it's okay that the president's racist as long as some really irrelevant company can post some financial gain. The Dow closed at like 25,000 above opening or whatever. And that yeah. was the highest. It's like, okay, that's great. But when 84% of the stocks are owned by 10% of Americans, like what does that actually imply? It implies that they're richer getting richer and it doesn't mean shit for the rest of us. Yeah. And I can say that word now because the president said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, well, and what does it do? To, I mean, it, that was a comment. But earlier in the week, he like got rid of the special immigration status for El Salvador. I guess it was like in two thousand one when they had an earthquake, some natural disaster. Are you talking about Haiti or are you talking about El Salvador? El Salvador. Okay. Um, so in two thousand one, they were declared a special immigration status so that they could come to the U.S. with looser things and get green cards and those kinds of things. So now all these people who came here because of that and the fact that the country is just in shambles still 16 years later are going to have to, I think they have like nine months to like get out of the country or apply for permanent citizenship. Like it's not just these comments, but the actions that he's doing, just destroying families and just, destroying communities and what what that imp, what that impacts you know people with green cards here and you know just the it just I, it just breaks my heart like i just don't seeing the families that are being ripped apart you know ice did a record number of um raids of 711s in dearborn michigan yesterday i think i read somewhere and I mean, these things are happening in employers all over the place where, you know, kicking people out that aren't criminals and aren't, you know, all the people that Trump said that they would kick out of the country. And right right here in Columbus, we've got a woman in sanctuary in a church, a mother of, I think, two or three kids that's been here for 
very, very long time, has never broken any law or anything. And she's in a sanctuary in a Mennonite church because ICE is threatening to deport her. You know, it, it is cruel and immoral what, uh, you know, Trump's uh, immigration policies are doing. Um, even, if you, even if you don't care about the people that are being affected by this, if you look at it from a really sort of cold financial point of view, it's also really stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were talking about the raids on 7-Eleven stores. You look at that, and what you're seeing is federal law enforcement agents going into a carryout. Each one of those federal law enforcement agents gets like a really nice salary and a huge benefits package. These are some high paying jobs. Mm -hmm. And we're employing all of these guys to run in and bust some kid making minimum wage selling Slurpees. Why? (laughs) You know, it's 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 bad for the people, but as taxpayers, I'm also, you know, I, I think people should be yeah, enraged on both sides of it. I mean, these are taxpaying citizens. I mean, it's not like, you know, I just... Right. Just could on on. They have, not citizens, but... but yeah, taxpaying... Taxpayers. Yes. They are taxpayers. You know, they're a part of the economy. They're contributing. Yes. I never really understood, like, the concept, like, just because they live in this country, but they're not legally here, that they don't pay taxes. Like, where does this come from? <laughs> Unless they're being paid under the table, in which case they're generally, like, not even paying paid minimum wage for that. So, mm-hmm. But yeah. they're being paid under the table by people who are pretty darn well off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, uh, you know, undocumented maid at my house. Yes. <laughs> no one on my block has a gardener that they're paying under the table secretly. Yes. You know, that's only happening in some pretty fancy suburbs around Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ganadox is this quote, because I wanted to get this right. He says, he might use unique language, but our president is kicking butt with our economy. Thank you, real Donald Trump. So he's a wild racist, but that's okay. Because look at language. this over here. No, he's a wild racist. He's not doing great with our economy. No. Okay. He's making rich people richer and poor people poorer. But a lot of people who work for like the corporations that benefited from the tax scam uh, are getting bonuses. Basically just be like, shut up. It's, it's working out for us because mm-hmm. now you have some extra money. But like... My partner's paycheck is like now two hundred dollars per paycheck less because that's how much his health care has increased. Mm-hmm. So, woo-hoo. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and you know, Walmart increased their salaries to what, I think it was yesterday eleven dollars an hour. Good job, but you're still four dollars under where it should be. So, and then closed a bunch of Sam's Clubs all yes. across the country. Yeah, without even telling their employees. I've the never time. heard of that. I've never heard of a retail store just like, like you bye. show up in the morning and it's closed. Yeah. I'm like, there's got to be people in there that, like, have their coat in a locker somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they lost their jobs, so that's the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but they can't get in to get their stuff? Yeah. So, just so much. Yeah. So, shithole in the White House. Um, okay. So, here in uh, the, the State House. Um, <laughs> Another bleep Not hole. much better. You know, my organizing meeting last night was depressing, but you guys are really trumping it. Sorry. Uh <laughs> We're going to talk about good things in a minute. Mm. Um, kind of. So I had these in the agenda out of order. Uh, Senate Bill 28 uh, got a hearing in the uh, Ohio Senate mm-hmm. Committee on Government Oversight and Reform. Yes. 
Um, following redistricting, which was... Yeah, following a redistricting proposal where they were talking about how we're going to make sure that all the Republican voters stay together and all the Democratic voters get split into a million districts. So that sounds great. That's right. like, how it works. Different topic for a different day. Put a pin yes. in redistricting. <laughs> we'll talk about um, that next week. But and then you testified on Senate Bill 28. Yes, yeah, so I testified and Gary Daniels from the ACLU testified against the bill, both pointing out that it is a very poorly written bill. Beyond like the subject of being bad, it's just actually badly written where my, like this paragraph face. You know, conflicts directly with a paragraph later on and like there's no way to enforce this bill and no way to actually implement it because it's really just badly written. Um, I feel like every like abortion restriction they have passed <laughs> has been a poorly written bill. Yes. Because yes. mm-hmm. like, it's really hard to write something that's constitutional when it's wildly unconstitutional. Like I, I want to I, I say I want to I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are like trying to pass these abortion restrictions sort of like from a a place of like genuine like conviction and concern, but it's not no. like that's like the bills don't reflect that. They're just like ah, I just this look, this looks pretty good to our supporters, mm. but like it's it's right. It's just a mess. There's yeah. a reason why medically unnecessary is in most of our press releases. <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there's you know the, there's no need for them to mm-hmm. talk to actual healthcare mm-hmm. uh, experts on this because there's no healthcare benefit they're not proving anything Mm -hmm. anywhere and the process is just ridiculous so you know they heard sponsor testimony on this bill like right at the beginning of the year like last Last year when they introduced it because it was senate bill 28 so it was one of the ones introduced in the very beginning of last year and um in that sponsor testimony a whole bunch of questions about constitutionality came from the democratic members of course and um the chair of the committee promised interested party meetings before this bill moved those interested party meetings never happened. Right. They never brought people into the room and to say, hey, look, like this paragraph is in direct conflict from that paragraph, and this is completely... I mean, the bill includes disposing of zygote tissue. A zygote is a fertilized egg. It is when it is one cell. Right. So it splits to two cell, it's a blastocyte. So, like, nobody's getting an abortion on a zygote because guess what? She's not actually pregnant yet. That's what you use emergency contraception for. (laughs) So, you know, wildly medically inaccurate, just badly written. Um, During, um, I got some questions from the Democratic members, um, but during the ACLU testimony, Gary got some questions, especially from the chair of the committee, who stated in the committee that he wanted a constitutional bill. He thought that there could be a constitutional bill. But um, but then he proceeded, but then he said that this bill was not at this point constitutional. Like he even conceded that he still voted for it. But then he still called the vote because he's his committee chair. He can call or not call vote. So he still called the vote and he still voted for it. Like you don't right. get to play both sides of that. Like it. Right. So yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, the full Senate wasn't in session that day, so it didn't go straight to the full Senate, but it is, they do have session next Wednesday, the 17th, so... Testimony from the other side for the Citizens for Community Values? Oh, yes. that was bad. That, that was, was a mess! So bad. Like, I disagree with what they're saying, but that was also just bad testimony. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> like I and the, the guy who did most of the testimony has testified before, so he couldn't actually testify this time, yeah. but he, so he took over one of, I guess, his staff members' testimony, Yes, which was... A neat way of getting around that, I guess. Yeah. But like everything, like I, it was not just typical anti-choice nonsense. Like I can usually get through that without being super angry, but I'm just like, you are factually incorrect. <laughs> like that is not what happens. Yes, I wasn't speaking well. No. If you ever testify in front of the Ohio General Assembly, don't like 
I'm just going to summarize my testimony. Just read uh-huh. the words on the paper. People <laughs> who try and summarize their testimony don't know what to say and end up mumbling three times longer mm-hmm. than if they just read the thing. Yeah. I really wish that like there was just like a fact checker like that was dealing with our testimonies like like just I just want somebody to go no not not right we not should bring right. buzzers into the committee oh my god can we please <laughs> that'll be awesome <laughs> yeah. and, we, and if we false if we spread them oh we should stop talking um, uh, <laughs> plotting and planning offline later um, but yeah so that was actually the best part about the Columbus when we passed the Columbus ordinance because um, the member, we were doing something good and the members agreed with us. They actually, and the way that city council committee hearings can happen, they actually brought experts in from like public safety and those kinds of things. And so every time like one of the anti-choice people spoke against the ordinance, the members could look to the experts who were also sitting on the panel and be like, is that correct? And they're just like, and they'd be like, nope. Honestly, that's kind of the best part about like, more localized things with anti-choices is they, the longer they keep talking, the more they're proving our point. Yeah, exactly. So I wish that would happen in the state house. <laughs> I mean, it does, but nobody listens. So, yeah. so yeah. So we'll see that next week. Um, and then additionally next week, because uh, oh, do you have more just, on that? Yeah, there was an amendment offered. Yes, there was an amendment offered. So um, the, wasn't it expanding it to miscarriages too? No, it, they actually they entered as a sub bill. Okay. Um, and that sub bill actually clarified. Um, so like the whole bill is written really badly. So we were actually like a tiny bit hopeful. I don't know why. I don't know why I have hope in that building anymore. But we were a little hopeful that maybe the sub bill, because they were talking about it and worked on it for a really long time, um, would clarify some of the like just drafting errors in the bill. Um, but it didn't. There's still major conflicts and major problems. But it clarified a little bit of the process around the form required for cremation and some other piece of that process. Um, oh, allowing the, because the initial bill only allowed the cremated remains, so the ashes re- remaining, which would be nothing. nothing. But um, they had they had to be disposed of by interning them, like burying them in a burial plot or putting them in a crypt or some niche or something like that, that they had to be saved. And now the sub-bill allows them to be scattered in a legal manner or something like that. Um, but then State Senator... Um, Tavares from the Columbus area, who on her birthday... That was her birthday? It was, it was her birthday. On her birthday, replaced Senator Schiavone, who couldn't be there that day because of conflicts, because it wasn't a session day. Like, they weren't supposed to have to be in Columbus. So all these people had to scramble right. to be in Columbus for them to do all this ridiculousness. So Senator Tavares came in um, into the committee. She's not usually on the committee. On her birthday to deal with this ridiculousness. So thank you very much, Senator Tavares. And introduced an amendment, which, of course, was immediately tabled, which would have barred public funding from defending this when the inevitable lawsuit comes from the ACLU and whoever else is going to sue the state for this wildly unconstitutional bill. I don't understand why they're so invested in defending these blatantly unconstitutional bills. With taxpayer dollars. I don't get it. You can't be financially... Again, Coley can't say he wants a constitutional bill when he calls a vote and votes for a constitutional bill. You can't call yourself fiscally conservative if no. you're wasting taxpayer dollars on these frivolous, stupid lawsuit bill, um, bills. Right. So it this this idea of you have to bury or cremate your uh, abortion remains mm-hmm. uh, blocked in Indiana already. Yes. And so Tavares says... Let's not spend tax dollars mm-hmm. since we know Indiana already lost this court battle. Yes. Indiana taxpayers have already paid for this. Yes. Let's not do the same thing and take our tax dollars here in Ohio and just hand them over to legal fees. Yes. And Senator Joe Eager 
uh, said, no, no, I, I moved to table that. Yeah, the sponsor uh, of the bill. Yeah, because <laughs> because he would much rather we spend taxpayer yep. dollars on a court battle that's already been lost in Indiana. Mm-hmm. How many uh, abortion restrictions in Ohio have been challenged or are in the process of being challenged? How right. much money is the state of Ohio wasting? On- right now it's hard to tell. The So the Ohio Attorney General doesn't actually track staff time on various lawsuits. Bummer. Like every single law firm on the uni- in the universe does. So it's hard to track how much like legal, that kind of stuff. But um, the state of Ohio did have to pay um, when Attorney General and gubernatorial candidate Mike DeWine um, got up there and talked about all the ridiculousness on the fetal tissue stuff and threatened to like stop Planned Parenthood from being able to do various things. And I can't even remember Planned Parenthood like sued him for those statements and for what he was trying to do to block him from doing whatever he was trying to do. Cause he didn't, I think even know what he was doing. Um, and so, um, they, they immediately sued and they settled that somehow. I can't exactly remember the details of it, but at the end, the state of Ohio ended up paying 45,000 for that. Like, I think there was one hearing on this, and it lasted a couple of months. For that one thing, the state of Ohio ended up paying $45,000 to Planned Parenthood and their attorneys right. for attorney's fees on that one case. So Indiana has been paying $400,000 a year to yeah. their ACLU for a variety of voting rights and abortion and all other kinds of stupid bills that they've been passing in Indiana. I mean, I guess it's one way to get an endowment. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's really uh, just paying lawyers, unfortunately. Right. That's not an estimate. Uh, this comes from an official... Uh, memo from the State Legislative Service Commission, Representative Nikki Antonio asked them, hey, how much money have other states spent on lawsuits where we should expect to be paying that if we continue to pass unconstitutional Mm -hmm. bills? According to the Indiana State Auditor, between 2011 and 2017, the state paid $2.8 million, or $400,000 a year, to the ACLU following the group's successful challenges to various unconstitutional state laws, including laws restricting the right to an abortion. Yes. Whole Woman's Health costs like $2.1 million or something like that. I mean, we're looking at millions and millions. Arizona was in the, also in the multi-million dollar range as well. Like, right. States are paying millions of dollars to yeah. defend and, these bills. And, and as people run for <laughs> statewide office, as candidates run for state attorney general, as... <laughs> Attorneys General run uh, for governor. governor. Uh, The Attorney General runs for governor. This is a very legitimate question that Mm -hmm. should be asked. How much money have you spent or would you want to spend Mm -hmm. to defend unconstitutional bills that remove people's rights? Yes. We should write that down. Yeah. Take that to every I'm recording candidate. This, so. <laughs> Take that to every candidate's forum you go to and everything else. Right. So Oh, that's gonna be so fun. Uh, okay, so that one voted out of committee off to the Senate floor. We'll look at that uh, in coming weeks. It is also a Senate bill in the Senate, so it still has to go through the House, so we'll have a whole other process on that. Right. Um, a Senate bill that's already passed the Senate heading over to the House. Yes. Senate Bill one forty five. This is the one where you Handmaids. were dressed up like a handmaid. Yes. Um, this is the ban on second trimester, uh, the, the most commonly performed mm-hmm. safest procedure for second trimester abortions. Yes. Um, removing that as an option mm-hmm. for women, uh, this could, uh, this will get proponent testimony in the house next week. Yes. On Tuesday at one thirty in the criminal justice committee, because for some reason they threw it there. So yes, we'll have proponent testimony. So it'll be a bunch of anti-choicers spewing ridiculousness. So can we just follow legislators in costume? We can discuss that later. (laughs) 
I'm sure there's plenty of plans. Um, but yeah, so um, that'll be happening next week, which means that most likely opponent testimony will happen on the 23rd, the next committee hearing. So yeah, look for, I mean, that. so they could have three hearings and vote that out on the 23rd. And by the end of the month, that could also be on the floor of the House. And because it is a Senate bill in the House, once the House passes it, it will go to Governor, let's all take a chill pill on abortion, Kasich, who just signed the Down syndrome ban and is right. not taking a chill pill on abortion. He he insists on rape and incest exceptions, except this bill doesn't have it, and the last uh, bill didn't have nope. it, and the one Do before any didn't them? have it either. No. I mean, the Down syndrome ban didn't even have a life exemption for the woman. Like, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, so that'll also be happening in the state house because, God forbid, they take a chill pill on abortion. Okay, so that's state house news. Yay. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about good stuff for a second? Yeah, it's all yours. You want to start? You should. Uh, okay, so um, she's been on our show before, before. Yes, right? Michelle. So Michelle of Davis, uh, uh, Feminist Flag Corps, um, the lead escort at Founders Women Health Clinic, just a delightful human being. Mm-hmm. Was and a sh- whiz with the Facebook Live. She's oh, yeah. really great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, she has more skills than she knows. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she was in court this week. And uh, do we want to start from the beginning or from the end? Start from the beginning. Okay. So uh, last year, um, Michelle uh, was escorting at Founders on a Saturday, and uh, they were pretty much done for the day, and she noticed that across the street there were some leftover um, litter, uh, Mm -hmm. litter that amounts to being those hideous signs Mm -hmm. um, with fetal remains and pre-born human beings. (laughs) And Michelle, Michelle's uh, decided to clean up this litter, um, and get then get the trash off the street. Right? Get the trash off the street, off of the public land. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, and then people start shouting at her and running over to her car, and she realizes that this is that people are still claiming this litter, and they uh, attack her car, try to prevent her from leaving, and yank the sign out of her car because the door is still open. So there's no property lost in this instant. Um, and then uh, this priest that has uh, tried to open her door while she is driving has damaged his hand. That's just a dumb thing for him to do. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Man, so, the whole situation is a dumb thing for them so to do. It, but, so know. in this situation, a lot of things have come out of it. They tried to get her for, I think, like assault? Yeah, I think priest. it was assault on the priest at the beginning. Uh, he grabbed the vehicle. He sprinted into the street. Punched and- her beer. <laughs> What? He punched her, 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 her like, side mirror. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said beer. I was like, yeah, no. it did sound like a reverse. Mirror. Mirror. Punch the mirror. Yeah, so he sprints into the street and smashes into her vehicle. And, and, and scratches his hand. So he's just bleeding a little bit. Don't try and tackle minivans. <laughs> As it turns out, they're a little harder than you think. Um and they, like, try to, t- like, get her with something else. And, like, she tries, like, basically there's just, like, a fight back and forth with, like, the prosecution. And they, like, initially go to mediation. And, like, the victims in this case, like, deny the mediation. And so they, tr- like, go to a, like, basically escalating it <clears throat> at every, like, every possible way. Mm-hmm. And what they have managed to get is a charge for disorderly conduct and um, criminal, criminal mischief, mischief yeah. with a jury trial. That's such a waste of tax dollars. I mean, yes. I, again, you know, uh-huh. let's let's let the how we're affecting people set off to the side. As a taxpayer, <laughs> this is a situation where 
I, my best interest as a taxpayer would have been for somebody to walk up and be like, this is dumb. You all need to go home. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like um, dismissed on case, what happened. Drop the charges. The Let's move on. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. if I was on the jury, I would have been so angry that yeah. this is taking my time. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, um, there was no property lost. There was no hardware lost. There was uh, a scratch to the hand of somebody who was attacked a minivan. And uh, yeah, they've managed to charge her with criminal mischief and disorderly conduct. Um, so the last four days or so, I mean, this is like almost a year long process, but the last four days, um, Michelle has been on trial. Um, and, uh, the outcome was in our favor. She was found not guilty after 20 minutes of deliberation by yes. the jury. Good. <laughs> yeah. The jury took 20 minutes to elect a forum and like fill out all the paperwork they're supposed to do to like organize as a jury and make their decision. Fill there out was, the there paperwork. was no discussion. There was, yeah. No. <laughs> there was, are we all agreed? This is stupid. Oh, we are. Okay. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so I mean, we can get into the nitty-gritty <clears throat> details of the case, but maybe we'll just have Michelle back in a few weeks to talk yes, about it. We, we should. should bring Michelle and Stephanie back. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was uh, I was on jury duty once, um, and, you know, you When you Obama was room. being inaugurated. <laughs> yes, I missed <laughs> Obama's first inauguration because I was on jury duty that Look day. Look at you being a good public servant. The right. judge called us the best Americans. That's so awesome. It was because... That's the new nickname for this group. Yes. The best Americans. <laughs> the best Americans. Yeah, that's a tune. <laughs> so we've been we've been wearing these flowers with like ribbons in support of Michelle all week. There um, did the ribbon say the best American? Stop. No, I'm not going to stop that. <laughs> the ribbon said in clinic harassment. Yes. Uh, so the prosecution has been like gunning for a mistrial basically all week because we have ribbons that support our sister on trial, um, and the judge more or less denied them all week because. We haven't been pains in the ass. We've just been sitting there quietly. Yeah, right. they basically can't force things to be removed from the courtroom unless they're causing a disturbance or um, making the jurors be um, more less likely to side with the defendant. So, like wearing your mur- the murder victim's picture on a T-shirt has been ruled unco- has been ruled like out needs to be out of the courtroom and those kinds of things. But like if you're just sitting there with flowers on your lapel, not disturbing anything, that is a first amendment. And that was, I think, what got a lot of people really, really pissed off. I mean, the whole case was about how first the protester rights. had a First Amendment right to have those signs on the right. legal light of way, and then they're over here trying to deny us our First Amendment rights to speech as well. That just makes my head want to explode, because yeah. I'm like, the people who were protesting the abortion clinic are there to disrupt. They're there to discourage people from being able to use a service that think, is available to them. I think the peak irony is that Michelle is the one charged with disorderly conduct, whereas like the people who are outside the abortion clinic do this every week, like right. absolutely disorderly conduct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Horribly offensive... They're just Evil, rude and harassing, loud. And, threatening yeah. language yeah. that they use. I mean, they've, they've basically told Michelle that they wish she was dead before. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, an eight-year-old told me to go to hell. They called me a baby killer. And it was really funny because, like, they played her initial intake um, testimony from the prosecution, which just corroborated her story. Like, there was no, like, mic drop from the prosecution that Michelle's been inconsistent. Like, she was consistent the entire time. She was like, wait, are they going to get me with something? And she's like, oh, no, I forgot that he called me a baby killer. Like... It, she's been consistent the whole time because she's the one telling the truth. Right. It's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll have her on to tell her whole story at some point, but 
Yeah. She's awesome and amazing. So we had good news, fabulous news. I was in Cleveland, like, losing my crap, like, waiting for the jury to come back yesterday. Like, but so glad it went. Great. Everybody was still getting pizza <laughs> when the jury came back, so they all just scoop back to the courthouse. Waste of tax dollars. Yes, waste of tax Thank dollars. Thank God it was a good outcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we get to events is just sort of a general purpose update on what's happening with uh, various uh, electoral races here in Ohio. Yes. Um, so we do not have an endorsement. Uh, the decision uh, on uh, which races and which candidates NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio will have endorsements is not our decision. It's up to our board. Yes. <laughs> so uh, nothing here is meant to be an endorsement on any candidate. Do we have an idea of when the endorsements might happen? Later. They, they can't <laughs> oh. happen until... So the, we don't even know who officially is the can, are oh, the okay. candidates right now because the filing deadline isn't, I think, until February 7th. So oh, okay. like, it'll be after that point when okay. we actually know who the actual candidates are. <clears throat> so even if we do... do like pick somebody for the primary. It's not going to be until at least February. Yes, gotcha. Uh, but but there are updates. There's there's been a lot of movements on the chessboard, mm-hmm. and uh, I you know we think it's appropriate to just discuss uh, so that we have an update on what's going mm-hmm. on um, in the U.S. Senate race. That's one of the big ones, obviously. Yes. Uh, Sherrod Brown. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not endorsing, but. <laughs> Uh, thumbs up. He's been previously endorsed. We can say those words. Yes, previously <laughs> endorsed. endorsed by our national office because they do federal still races. Still amazing, uh, Sherrod Brown. He's a delightful human being. Um, he was set to run against Josh Mandel, which is a repeat of the previous election <clears throat> uh, where Ohioans mm-hmm. uh, overwhelmingly selected Sherrod Brown as our yes. U.S. senator. He uh, dropped out because supposedly his wife is ill. So we wish his wife and his family the best of luck dealing with whatever they're dealing with. Yep. But that's not uh, sad he's not in the Senate race anymore. Yeah, we, we wish her the best. And and that was like the very first statement from Sherrod Brown and his mm-hmm. wife, Connie yes. Schultz, is, you know, hey, we wish her the best, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, best wishes on, on, you know, a recovery on her health there. Um, but Mandel's out. Yes. Uh, so then they need a replacement. Uh, and the replacement, the best bet for them... Um, uh, really seemed to be and is now uh, for for Republicans was kind of the guy that they weren't going to pick to be the Republican nominee for yes. governor. Uh, so Jim Renacy, who's Congressman Renacy, mm-hmm. is now running against Sherrod Brown. Um, he wasn't going to beat Mike DeWine uh, no. for the governor's race. So instead of just ending his career prematurely, he's now running for the U.S. senator. Um, just as crazy as Josh Mandel. I mean, basically has the same record, yeah, actually, maybe a good even guy. a little bit worse. When like, I say he was wise. the best for the Republicans, I just yeah. mean that it was like the most uh, seamless it's, transition. Yeah. It's into not the this. completely unknown other guy that I can't even remember their name that's actually prim- was primarying Josh Mandel. Unknown so, guy was not going to win. No. <laughs> so has the GOP already backed Renacy? Yes, he had a meeting. Uh, it, it depends on who you're defining as GOP, but Renacy had a meeting in the White House, so he has the approval of shithole. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's running against Sherrod Brown, who's yes. been a tireless champion for women and working people yes. across the state of Ohio for 12 years. Yes. What's the likelihood that we will see John Kasich run for senator? Not because uh, he's going to run for president in 2020. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's stopping him from doing both? He could be a distraction, but his his uh, he could people have. close to him have said no. Okay. Yeah, they, I don't think he wants to be under Trump. I, I I really think that he would not want to serve in the Senate right now with like Trump as the president. Well, then he 
compromise his moderate by moderate moderacy. I don't know what the word would be. Moderation. There we go. Um, Everything in moderation a, except John Kasich. Because he compromised his own moderation because he would agree with Trump with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, wouldn't wouldn't benefit him at all by doing that. So no, Renacci is a much more solid pick for them. Again, yes. a complete nut job, but whatever. So what else you got? Uh, so that's the U.S. Senate. Uh, okay, so then the next line down on your ballot is going to be the race for governor. Um, so uh, uh, on the Democratic side, Rich Cordray uh, and Betty Sutton, who mm-hmm. were two of the, um, I think we can say, you know, more commonly known names, uh, have teamed up. So now instead of two candidates for governor, they are now Cordray Sutton. Um, <coughs> uh, I was the other way around. <laughs> and an interesting note, going back to the last one, um, Renacy actually beat Sutton to become a member of mm. Congress. So that's, that's an interesting little tie-in there as well. So. so in Ohio, does the governor and lieutenant governor run together? Yes. Yeah. And they have to file in the, by the filing deadline with the lieutenant governor, which okay. is why you're hearing all the people teaming up. Because right. in other states, they, can, they actually run as separate offices, so you can have a Democratic governor and a Republican lieutenant governor. Yeah. No, which they run together here. Would be a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I think the plot of Hamilton showed why that would be a bad idea. Um, <laughs> So uh, the filing deadline that you mentioned is February 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is coming up. All of these questions will be answered very yes. soon. Um, so Cordray Sutton, uh, and then also uh, candidates pairing up uh, Mary Taylor uh, on the Republican side and Bill O'Neill on the Democratic side have each picked lieutenant governor candidates yes. who are people that I think it's fair to say we've never heard of before. It seems that the Tea Party has heard of the guy Mary Taylor picked. And Isn't seems he like pretty happy. Guy? Yeah, some Parter and Gamble yeah. yes. guy. Horribly anti-abortion, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer. Yeah, and very conservative. Like she's she's because she's not the lieutenant governor now with you know not moderate Kasich, but right. um, she's kind of been not the favorite of the conservatives. But from what I've seen, from some of the comments I've seen in various places, the conservatives kind of like this dude. So she's getting a little more credit, especially with Renacy out, who was kind of taking that crowd. It might be interesting to see what happens there with, with that pick that she made. Right. I mean, there's no way in heck she's actually going to become and beat DeWine Husted, but right. it might give her a little more of a boost with Renacy out and this guy that she picked. Yeah, Mary Taylor's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been in the state house pretty much like every week for the past however many years and the only story i can remember that was in the paper about mailer mary taylor was that some of her staff were falsifying time reports because they went out to go get their hair and nails done that's the only headline you know she why is my phone ringing um she does not have a uh you know she does not have a track record mm-hmm. of achievements that any voter could possibly cite as a reason for her to get elected for the governor's office. Yeah. So, and she's also a woman running a Republican. I mean, you shouldn't do that. Um, But yeah. And then Bill O'Neill picked some like high school principal from Cleveland Heights that I think nobody has heard of. So, well, Bill O'Neill is not going to get elected. No. Praise God. Retire. We're not making endorsements no. or non-endorsements at this time. Uh, okay, Nan Whaley. We have Whaley. nothing to do with the endorsements. We can say whatever we want. As per <laughs> no, you can't. 
Uh, Not on the Narrow Podcast. <laughs> Nan Whaley, uh, the current mayor of Dayton, was a candidate for governor. She has formally dropped out of the race. Or is doing that today. I think is doing that today. Doing today uh, Nan Whaley is someone we absolutely love and adore. Yes. She is great. She would have been a great governor. I, I, my guess, you know, Gabe's personal guess is that she's going to be a terrific director of the Department of... I don't know, commerce, health, education, whatever, fill in the blank here. Uh, it, whoever wins the governor's race, uh, if they're a Democrat, would do well to pick up Nan Whaley as a part of their mm-hmm. administration. Yeah, she's She's awesome. terrific. Um, Connie Pillich uh, still is still in the race, has not yet named a, uh, a running mate. Um, the only woman on the Democratic side left running for governor. <clears throat> right. Um uh, I think it's safe that we can say that Connie Pillich has been a, a good champion mm-hmm. of uh, pro-choice uh, achievements. Again, not an endorsement, but, you know, Connie Pillich is, is yeah. a great person. Great person. Um, and then the dispatch had a nice headline to point out the fact that DeWine Husted is now the only ticket for governor with no woman uh, as a part of it, either as, as the lead or uh, as a running mate. Yeah. So... Um, a couple of old white dudes. I'm going to move out of Ohio if DeWine wins. Dwine is not he's, a good guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a formidable... I mean, th- he's rich. He says rich. They're going to have a crap ton of money, um, and it's going right. to be a really, really hard race to win. I think John Husted's pretty PO'd right now that he's not running against Sherrod Brown for the U.S. Senate seat. Um, I think he would have had a better shot than Renacy. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now he's just stuck basically trading seats in an administration yeah. uh, as his best case scenario. Um, Turned but, his back on a veteran this week. Did you see that? Yeah. What? So um, Ohio Supreme Court case is at Supreme Court this week having oral arguments. It's our um, kicking people off the voting rolls because they don't vote case. Um, Ohio just randomly kicks people off if they don't vote. In Not Ohio. Votes. John Houston yeah, kicks John people Houston, off the yes. rolls. So Houston was there. And then one of the people in the case is a current mayor somewhere outside of Toledo. But at the time where he got kicked off the rolls by John Houston, he was a... Um, actively serving member of the military. He served like two years in Iraq and two years in Afghanistan. Yeah. Of course, he didn't vote because he wasn't here. It's like on the side of a mountain defending our country. Yes, <laughs> defending all of our rights to vote. And then he gets kicked off. So he goes to vote in 2015 and he's been purged by John Husted from the rolls. Only four years? It's six. Okay. It's, it's it's a really short amount of time. Yeah, it's, and there's a, a postcard that gets sent. It's one tour of duty's worth of yes. time. <laughs> if a postcard gets sent, and if you miss the postcard and don't respond to it and don't vote again, they just take you off without telling you. It's this crazy process that is, in my opinion, wildly unconstitutional. We'll see what the U.S. Supreme Court has to say yeah. about that. But I guess, so this guy, I can't remember his name, like confronted and had a conversation with Houston outside of the Supreme Court, and Houston just got so mad at what he was saying, he basically did a whatever and turned around and walked away from him, like turned his back on this veteran of our armed services. That's somebody we want in office. Yeah, I don't care about your right to vote. I'm just turning my back on you. Me. I mean, if he's going to turn his back on a white dude veteran, like, he's definitely not going to give a crap about women. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so yeah. So that's that's John Husted, our current, the Republican lieutenant governor nominee, most likely. So yeah, Husted's response to this guy was literally, "We send you mail," and he was like, "I was on the side of a mountain defending yes. our country, but we sent you a postcard and you didn't respond. So sorry about your luck." Yeah, so that's yeah. John Husted. So anyway, events because we need to wrap. Uh, up. Joe Helly uh, is the veteran. 
Um, and he is the mayor of Oak Harbor. There it is. I knew it was um, Oak something. I just couldn't remember all of it. And Purging an American them. hero. Yes. Purging people from the voting. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh-huh. they, and they're elected officials. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yay. Okay. Events. What's coming up? Next Tuesday, there is a reproductive health happy hour at St. James Tavern on 4th Woo-hoo. Street. Uh, $5 gets you a drink, and uh, all the proceeds go to Women Have Options Ohio, which is Yay. the statewide abortion fund. All of these dates are in the show notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> January 20th is all of the women's marches in Cleveland and Cincinnati and Dayton in Columbus. We will be tabling in Columbus. Yeah. And I will be speaking in Dayton. Yes. And I may make it down to Cincinnati, but if I don't, 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 whatever, deal with it. <laughs> we can't clone Kelly, unfortunately, yet, so we might need to pick <laughs> I don't get paid enough to get cloned. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 22nd is a Grow for Row docu-teach-in in Cincinnati that I think I will also be tabling at. Mm-hmm. Um the 24th in Cincinnati is a reproductive health happy hour at Urban Artifact, and that is also benefiting Women Have Options. That's also the first reproductive health happy hour that Cincinnati is having. Yay. Oh, we don't have that one on our calendar. It will be added. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought we did. Well, mm-hmm. I can add it. Uh, the 25th, I'm going to be having a phone bank at the University of Cincinnati. So if you are in Cincinnati and interested in reaching out to residents in Toledo, that's a good way to do it. Yay. Uh, um, will the prize wheel be traveling? Probably. Yay. Prize uh, wheel. Um, I don't know if anything between the 25th and the 31st. Not on here. Okay. Um, the 31st is the Freedom of Choice Ohio event. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lunch and learn at the First Unitarian Universalist Church in Clintonville. Yes. Uh, what time is it? Like 12 to 2. Okay. And that'll be fun. Um, February 4th is my next craft afternoon. Please come hang out with me. It's going to be a holy craft from 3 to 5. That's a Sunday. You can hang out with me and a cat named Chunky. Crafty crafter noon. Yep. <laughs> Yay. And then the 12th is uh, my next phone bank in Columbus. Nice. And am I missing anything? Oh, February 20th is uh, going to be the next stand-up for choice. It's going to be at Ace of Cups, and it's benefiting NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Yay! In the next few weeks, we'll actually have a few of the comedians and like the organizers for that event on the podcast. Woohoo! It'll be fun. Yes. Um, yeah, really terrific events, uh, dates, times, locations, all of that stuff's in the show notes and on our Facebook page. February 7th is an organizing meeting with Planned Parenthood in Dayton. <laughs> there it is. I knew there was something else in that first week of February. Hey, I've done a really good job of remembering I know. I, I, I sit here in awe of you doing that every week. So <laughs> good job, Kelly. Right. Um, just a, a half a note here. Uh, the Cincinnati Women's March, there was some discussion between the organizers and the local Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it to explain what's going on. But so we'll we don't really out. have time to talk about it today anyway, so we okay. need to wrap it up. Well, well we can talk about it next week. Yes. And discuss it next week. Um, so we're, we're checking on that. Um, yeah. Cool. I think we're out of time. So. Yeah, we are out of time. See everybody next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.